My name is Kebohem, and this is Epiphany. Amata meiva Kebohem ni alojava akatahengi. Fifty-two or eighteen sixty-five. Please, 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 gods, forgive me for what I did last night. So this morning, um, I ran back to my apartment. I showered, changed, and went out for a hangover IV. The cure nearly made me leap for a meeting. I told Akara that I needed to attend a religious ritual. It's so embarrassing to think I didn't observe the proper sexual etiquette for an unmarried woman that I, I couldn't bear to tell him that I needed a purification. Katretin's priestesses bathed and resanctified my hair in the goddess's small offshoot of the main temple of Yoriga that the Exaginya built in Galasu just after the occupation. I paid my respects to the god in the public part of Lur Temple once the purification had finished. My mother and several aunts have all taken initiation into the mysteries so they can see the icon in the inner sanctum. I joined the non-initiates along the outer wall. The small offering spaces have crisp new images of the god in them, just like the ones in the rebuilt temple in Menarka. Neither has as much character or history as the small temple down the street from my family in Koptarka. The women in my family used to leave my sister and me in the outer chamber while they went to the secret rituals in the inner one, and the two of us would usually end up climbing trees outside with a few boys. I've never wanted to worship Yoruga intensely, but I, I go when the temple is convenient to me, or, or usually with family. I worship Anumga and Sagimga as befits an Exeginya politician. Neither of them has temples in Galasu, so I've been visiting the ones to Lijera and to Yisfen, which the new monarchy has placed beside the temple to Enahari near the palace. Today, one of the priests painted geometric designs on my forehead. From inside the secret chambers, I heard chants in a language I don't know. While on the sky rail, I realized that the next time I visit the dream garden, if the co-worker's there, he's so hot. I need to wear one of the Guiana caps preemptively so the sex is not an issue. Saluz, what are you thinking? How could sex not be problematic with the Shiji woman? Dad vitted me as soon as I arrived home, and I talked to Lim for a good hour. I told Lim that I went to a dream garden, and Lee asked me about my boss and my job. Lee's still in Ipaha, not Kopsarka, so Lee doesn't know what the family's decided to do during the rain dances this year. My sister has replaced me in most family functions, and I'm happy that Lil have an opportunity to shine. Father talked for some time about the diplomatic envoy and Lur role as the cultural translator, and Lee apologized for not visiting me in Galasu when Lee was here last week. I reminded Lim that I didn't arrive until the 49th. After that call, I visited home and talked to my mother and grandmother, along with my aunt Xeta and Lur husband Kesa. Grandmother wants me to register at the Naragi Community Center as soon as possible so they can send me notices. And I have no other way to legally obtain the Naxbatru that I need for shrine offerings. It's a controlled substance in Shija. Mother pointed out the geometric pattern on my forehead, which is admittedly very visible due to my light skin, unlike practically everyone in the canyons. The point of the design is actually their subtlety. Lee asked if I had plans to join the mystery cult, and, and I said no. 
The embarrassing situation with a coworker is not a divine sign. A mystery cult. I could never do something like that right now because I, I just moved and they require way too much time and dedication. Besides, grandmother and I discussed it during our private meeting. Lee has other plans for me. Since I'm no longer mourning, Lee wants me to meet someone at the family satellite home soon, provided we can both schedule it. Grandmother transferred me to the line in Lur matriarchal office, a clever, wide room filled with furniture, books, and old-fashioned technology. Lee mentioned networking with the Kohinya, one of the groups in the late occupation. My grandmother knows Naturji Kuginakri, and my parents dislike all of them. It seems antiquated to ally with them, but my grandmother says they'll be important when I run for public service. They favor our family. It's 1865, not 1825, so I don't know what that means. Any help counts. Finally, I watched a lecture on politics, but I, I couldn't concentrate. I'm reproducing the scattershot lists that I made. Shaking windows, emergency landings, dances, chants in my ears, dying gods, resurrected gods, kisses, love, getting caught in shiji summer storms. Loss of items. How does this relate to the impermanence of life as outlined by Akka Salesi? My boss's sadness, movement, stillness, old men, work, love, video, writing, writing alone, holographic journeys, laughter, homesickness, nightmares. Reconciliation with those I hate, reunion with what I've lost. Tonight's conversation with Sukha, professional competence. Immersion in love's madness. Attainment of Akara's trust. Running through cold fountains. Success in love and war. Dinner. An income-based resource allocation form. Akachahengi. Realization of the meaning of life. Donation of hair to the temple of Katutin. Respite from routine tears. Relaxation with friends. Being in a bathhouse. Must make local friends. Sojourn on Riverside Street. Sukha told me via messaging that the dream gardens have led to all kinds of horrible stories on the fora. Akara told me, Authorities found a woman in one of the garden nooks by a fountain. Her hair smashed in and blood and brains pooling into the water. Lee hadn't noticed Lur's skull being bashed in. Lur's facial expression was lax and loose. The police arrested a, a former lover. You have been listening to Epiphany by KBOM. For a text version, cultural notes, and to subscribe via RSS, please visit http colon slash slash K-A-Y-E-B-O-E-S-M-E dot com slash epiphany.